Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning. Welcome to Weekly Roundtable. And so you're going to feel like you're in time warp, but this is a special episode today. Uh, there's actually two roundtables this week. Um, I got to do one quick announcement, which is if you haven't signed up for the F3 10-year, uh, registration's open. Make sure you get signed up. I'm going to go ahead and call you out, and hopefully you sign up for that Iron Packs challenge uh, as you're doing your registration. So that's F3 10-year, the website. Make sure you get signed up. That's the announcement. The reason we're doing a special uh, roundtable today is today is Juneteenth, and I'm going to just do a quick reading, and I normally don't do this, but I'm going to read it straight off of Wikipedia. Uh, so if you don't like this one, go in there and edit it. Uh, Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Jubilee Day or Liberation Day, is an American holiday and an official Texas state holiday celebrated annually on the 19th of June in the United States commemorate. The Union Army General Gordon Granger announcing federal orders in the city of Galveston, Texas on June 19, 1865, proclaiming that all slaves in Texas were now free. Although the Emancipation Proclamation had formally freed them almost two and a half years early and the, and the American Civil War had largely ended with the defeat of the Confederate States in April, Texas was the most remote of the slave states with a low presence of Union troops, so enforcement of the proclamation had to be slow, had been slow and inconsistent. So that's why we're talking today. We're talking about Juneteenth. This is a follow-up from our podcast that we had with F3 Love. If you haven't listened to that one, we're going to recommend you go back and listen to it. Um, I'm going to do my normal disclaimer to say we're some guys having a conversation today. We're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. The idea is we are trying to make each other better, trying to make F3 better, trying to make F3 as a group, um, high-impact men, especially in the communities that they live in. The other disclaimer I'm going to do is we realize across F3 we have a lot of police officers. Again, I'll, similar to the last podcast, I'll say 
only thing, we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of different subjects. We know you guys that are in F3 are doing the right thing. You're doing your best every single day. All we would ask you to do is continue to hold yourself to that standard and the officers you work with, getting to make a difference in your community and your workplace. So all my disclaimers out of the way, I'm going to start with Swayze. Who EH you? How long have you been doing F3? Yeah, who EH you? How long have you been doing F3? I've uh, been doing F3 for the last three years here in Charlotte, North Carolina, Metro, Metro PAX. Excellent. And who, who brought you out? Uh, currently, Matt Crowder and Jordan Abshar Pipeline. Uh, I am a member of a co-captain of Black Men Run, and they came to us and said, hey, we want to get you guys into F3, and we were like, what do you do? And they were like, we work out. We're like, okay, we, we're in. We're sold. So, <laughs> it, it didn't take long. I mean, it, it goes direct. F3 is a direct complement to what we do with Black Men Run in Charlotte. So that was not a, a hard sell. That was very easy for us to say. Yes, we won it. Awesome. A couple of high impact men Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we met F3 on a 200-mile relay a year earlier from Columbia, South Carolina to Charleston. So it was a lot of F3 packs and involved in that race, and it was just us, you know, uh, 12, well, 11 black men, uh, one of our white brothers, and uh, in a van for 200 miles running from Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> To Charleston, and I mean, F3 must have had 20 fans out there. And, I mean, nicest people you ever want to meet in your life. Just had a great experience uh, running that race and getting to know some of the packs while we were out there. So when they came to us in Charlotte, it was like, yeah, we're in. Let's do it. Yeah, and I, I got to do a couple shout-outs there. Uh, pipeline, currently – Definitely guys who are high-impact men trying to make a difference. Um, those guys are both um, superstars. Uh, definitely high-impact men in their communities. Yeah. And then the other one, the Palmetto 200, I'm just going to go yep. ahead and say, you're crazy. I still haven't run that one. You can, you can have that one. So awesome story, though. Great EH story also. Next guy up is the farm. And this guy uh, and uh, – we, before we started recording today, he and I have worked out uh, several times together. So the farm, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Hey, before I say that, one thing that uh, Swayze uh, said that I don't know if, if uh, everybody picked up on, but he said that they did Palmetto 200, and they did it as a 12-man team in one van. So, <laughs> so, most, so, so, so most people, if they do a 12-man team, they do two bands. But, but these guys cram 12 men in one band. So, so I just wanted to make sure that everybody was, was aware of how, how crazy they were for, for doing that. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, but, yes, uh, so I've been doing F3. So uh, next month we'll make uh, six years. And I was EH'd by Rick Bonin-Clark um, or Moses out of um, then Isotope, now uh, the Lake Norman region. And uh, my story is I 
had, um, you know, I was in the process of changing jobs, and I was interviewing, and it just so happened that he was my interviewee for, for the job. And um, he asked very good questions, questions that I had never been asked before in a job interview. And one of the questions that he asked me was, um, what defines you? And, and I said, you know, if I, if I say I'm going to do something, then, then, I'm going, then I'll do it. And he said, could you provide an example? And I said, well, I, I did a Spartan race earlier this year. Um, I had no business doing it. I was not trained. Um, it was cold. It was rainy. Um, you know, I thought I was going to die doing this thing, but I got through it. And he said, oh, oh, the one, you know, in a Concord? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, I did that. Um, it was no problem. And I said, are, are you serious? How, how was that? And he said, well, well I, I trained in those conditions. And I said, well, how could you possibly train in those types of conditions where it's cold and rainy? And so he pulls out an EH card, you know, and we proceed to talk about F3. If the interview was 30 minutes, I think we spent 20 minutes talking about F3. So, so I got the job. Um, it took me a year to come out. <laughs> I would read the back glass, and, and I would look and say, man, it's, it's cold. There's no way those guys are out there. And then I'd read, 20 guys showed up. And so um, about a year later, I came out, and I've been going ever since, and uh, absolutely love it. It's, uh, it's been life-changing for me. So. Yeah, and I, I got to say, you got EH by uh I mean, you guys both got great EH stories, but F3 Moses is – and, and whatever happened to Isotope, it just got absorbed by Lake Norman. It just, uh, I, Isotope had great T-shirts, everything else. And that, so beautiful EH story about Moses. And as you can tell, Moses is the kind of guy that uh, he EH'd, I think, half of the North Charlotte area. So really cool story. Make sure the next time you see him that I tell him I said hello. So. Let's, uh, let's, transition, let's transition to today's topic. You're still kind of cracking me up thinking about 12 guys in one van. Was it a really big van? I guess we need to ask that, that question first. No. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> um, and uh, for those of you who haven't signed up for a relay race, uh, you know, damn to damn, some of these other ones where you can kind of get a taste of it, it's by far the, the, the time in the van is the best part. So let's transition to today's topic. You guys got me cracking up thinking about that. Going off our conversation we had with F3 Love where we kind of started saying, hey, if we if we're truly want to make a difference in our community, if we truly want to be F3 is open to all men, we need to actually have a better understanding of what's going on. Pipeline and I had a uh, kind of offline conversation about, um, you know, current, current culture, current climate. We do have some guys who um, don't feel comfortable being out right now. Uh, you know, um, have a different feeling. And I think as a, as a white man, I need to kind of like, I'm just going to lay this out and then I'll let these two guys talk about it. But one of the ones that we talked about was uh, I run through a neighborhood in a black T-shirt and a black pair of shorts. Um, people just like, oh, there's that crazy old man out there exercising. You're a black man wearing a black T-shirt and a black you know, pair of shorts running through a neighborhood at 5 o'clock in the morning, somebody might uh, think you're 
up to no good. Even though we're both doing the same thing, we're just out exercising and having a good time, which has created this uh, fear to be out. The other one, it also, um, we're talking about the EH story. It also, as if you're truly trying to be a high-impact man, this is a, a time where you can EH somebody and say, I know if you're out running with us in a big group, you'll feel safer, you'll feel better. Um, and I, I think we need to start there because I think as we start the conversation today, this is one of the ones as we talk about being a high-impact man and F3 being open to all men, uh, you need to kind of step back and evaluate yourself on who you're trying to do EHs. You know, if you're only trying to EH the lawyers in your neighborhood or the doctors in your neighborhood and you're not willing to EH any man that walks up to you because they know, you know most guys need F3 and they need that brotherhood. Let's start there. And so the farm, why don't we start with you? Uh, I said a lot right there. What, what advice you got for the guys? What do you, you know, kind of give us a status update on you and um, what, what kind of truth nuggets you can drop on them? Well, first, first what I'll say is, you know, I, I think it's, you know, I, I've heard this as well from, from people as far as, you know, being afraid to go, to go running now, um, you know, due to, um, you know, current events and things that we've, we've been seeing. Um, I know for myself, uh, so, so my wife and I are both runners and, um, you know, we, we use a tracking tool so, so that at any point in time, you know, if she's off doing a run, even if she's with a friend, um, or if I'm doing a run, then, you know, we get an alert that says, um, you know, that the other person is running, you can pull up on your phone and see on the map where they are, uh, just, just so we know um, where the, the other person is. And um, even though we both have that connectivity, uh, you know, I would usually be the one that was more concerned, you know, with her being a female, you know, being out there, because I always thought, well, you know, what, what's the worst that's going to happen to me, right? Like, you know, they could take my phone or, or do whatever, you know, and she may have more to lose than what, what I do, um, you know, but, but after all of, all of this, and, and I know we were just talking about the, uh, you know, the Palmetto 200 and some of the other relays, you know, now she's thinking about me going out for these runs. So, you know, I'm typically an early morning runner where I like to go out, like you said, at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, she's asked me if I can wait until uh, daylight to go. Um, she feels better about that um, than me going out running in, in, in the dark, and she, she's tracking me uh, more, more closely. So, um, you know, that's, that's something, that's a change that, that I've made more to accommodate her. You know, she, she was thinking about, you know, oh, what about those times that you were out in, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, um, running Palmetto 200 and, and all that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, I mean, we, we can only, we can only do so much, right? I mean, you know, we're, we're out there trying to um, extend our lives and, you know, be, be healthy. Um, I, I think it's just being alert and being aware that you may be perceived differently and, you know, unfortunately, 
um, you know, for the time being, for, for us, you know, being mindful of that. And then on the other side of it, for folks who may, may see that person, just, you know, just know that they're out there trying to, to better themselves um, by, by, by running, you know. Um, so that, that's pretty much the, you know, what, what, I, what advice I would give on, on, on both sides. And then I guess one, one other thing is even, even though, you know, we've seen this happen, you know, more recently, you know, somebody being killed while, while running, it, it's it's not necessarily the act of running. I mean, that's kind of just what we've seen here lately. But I mean, it could happen at the gas station. It could happen at the grocery store. You know, it could happen anywhere. Um, so I I think just being mindful of of your surroundings. You know, for as a person of color, you know, and then for somebody on the other end to to you know maybe give that person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they aren't up to, to no good. Yeah, and I, I think that's, um, you know, over the last few weeks, last few months, I think that's the first one is um, everybody just needs to assume positive intent when they see somebody, um, you know, uh, I, th- I think that's, out of all the kind of racism there is in the world, just to see somebody and just think they're up to no good is, to me, that's that's where the world's broken. So, good good advice. I also love that you and your wife are both tracking each other. That makes me feel good. My wife and I do the same thing. So, Swayze, what uh, what are your thoughts on yeah? What do you what are your thoughts on running and uh, getting out? It's funny. I was talking to the farm and he said. Well, Swayze, you've probably been running longer than I've been alive. I'm like, that's about right. <laughs> you know, I, I graduated back in 84 from high school, so I've been running uh, basically all my life, captain of track team. And uh, one of the reasons why uh, the group I'm in Black Men Run was started was to address the health issues that black men face overwhelmingly and put them in a position where they're comfortable to come outside and walk with men just like them and feel comfortable about leaving their house, getting off off the couch and working out. Now, I, I always say that Black Men Run is almost like a gateway to health. So we introduce brothers into this gateway to get off the couch, right? The first thing is you got to get out the house, get off the couch, and then Normally, they'll start to progress and go into other sports, swimming, triathlons, F3. Fawn did it backwards. He went F3 and then came into Black Men Run and then happened to be one of our fastest runners. So we try to encourage men to take their health seriously so they can be the leaders that they need to be in their community and for their families. Um, So these current events, have kept a certain portion of the brothers home now. That's why I don't go out and exercise. That's why I don't want to work out. But we continue to encourage them, please come out. We have a system here. We have group runs. You won't be by yourself. If you need somebody to walk with you, 
we'll walk with you until we can walk and run with you, until we can run with you. Because the focus has to be getting better, and we all trying to get better. Um, F3 has been great in Charlotte for, I mean, it's one of the best groups in Charlotte as far as getting out and promoting health and wellness. So when we all come together here in Charlotte, it's, it's like family. And um, I've run in many different states, many different times. I've gotten at least 15 marathons completed. And I try not to worry so much about what could possibly happen to me out on the run. I mean, you, you have crazy bicyclists, you have crazy drivers in the street. Sometimes they'll swerve over to you, and I just get up on the sidewalk and I keep going because most runners, we're so involved with our pace and timing and running that we kind of ignore most of the craziness that goes on around us. So, And now I, I normally never run with a phone because I don't want to be interrupted during my runs, but uh, to what farm said, my wife is like, okay, you got to use a phone now. You got to carry a phone. I'm like, oh my God, I got to carry a phone. I don't listen to music. I don't carry a phone. Now I got to carry a phone. Ugh. So it, it's to make her feel better that nothing's going to happen to me while I'm out running. You know, I kind of don't like it, but normally on our runs and, you know, farmers, let you know we're a very friendly running group. We always say hello, good morning, good afternoon, how you doing, good job, keep going. And uh, you see somebody coming down the road and they're sweaty and, <laughs> and they're running uh, across the street from you or running past you. I don't see how that could be a problem to anyone, but there's some elements out here that, I guess they don't want you to be healthy. They don't want you to be a better man for your family. Um, it's it's unfortunate that these things are happening now, but I think uh, F3 Nation, we know better, right? We're, we're better people. We're better men. Uh, we challenge each other uh, to do the right thing, and that's all we can ask. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I are, uh, the farm is a whole lot younger than us. But I, I will tell you, not. I'm I'm so old school, I've, I recently got a Garmin, uh, so I actually wear a watch. But I, uh, that running used to be my way. I, I couldn't imagine, well, I, when I started running, we didn't have cell phones. Cell phones, nobody had a phone That's right. uh, for a long time. That's nobody right. had the Internet, but the, uh, we just ran to get away from it, uh, all that stuff. That's right. And then once we got all that, I, I still run to get away from it. Um, so I, to your point, I I like not having the phone, but I I understand that people need to keep track of this. So um, I appreciate that testimony because, yeah, I think uh, especially guys who are in their 50s, um, we look at the, te- the way the technology is. Um, yeah, your wife can keep track of you, but, you know, before when you're out running, it was nice not having anybody. I Basically, it was me and me and my shoes, that was all it was. So very peaceful. Great therapy is what, what I used to call it. Oh, yeah. Run is the best therapy they got. Yeah. The shoes are expensive, but it's cheaper than a, a shrink. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're making me laugh. I don't, don't get me cracking up on 
uh, <laughs> therapy. It's better than drinking and doing anything else. So, that's right. That's um, right. You guys both got my mind running on another topic, and I, I'm going to change our course on our conversation just a little bit. Both of you guys mentioned something that was just so important about getting out, getting moving, making a difference. And I want the pod packs, the, the guys listening to this call, is there, as we're thinking about this EH, I, I feel like, you know, when I look across F3, and I've worked out all over across the country, right? and it's mostly white guys, and there's still got to be something about how we haven't clicked in other communities. And I know Charlotte's one of the ones where we're starting to click and we're making better connections. I don't know. Maybe the farm will start with you. If you're, you know, if, if you're somebody and you've got a coworker, um, maybe the kids, a sports team, somebody in church, um, Help us understand how we, we age men, black men, better than we are doing it right now because we're not good at it right now. I think that's the first thing. Let's admit we're not. F3 hasn't been great at the Asian black men. We're getting better at it. But maybe do you have any advice at all for the guys listening on how to get, first of all, to, you know, to Swayze's point, we want guys just to get off the couch no matter what. But then how we would get them actually involved with F3? Do you have any advice for us? I think that a, a, a great way to do it, and this, this is just my opinion, is, uh, and, and I believe I heard this in, in um, Love's podcast um, or, or a podcast, but I, I think what we tend to do is we tend to EH folks that are in our circles, right? Like, like what you mentioned, whether it's, you know, work, church, neighborhood, those folks tend to look like us. And so I, I think that the way to kind of to, to break that cycle is to, you know, maybe plan a workout in a neighborhood that you don't live in. You know, may, maybe go to the other side of town and, um, you know, and start working out there. And, and people will see you, you know. Um, even if they aren't necessarily in your your circle, they're, they're going to wonder what a bunch of guys are doing at 530 in the morning, you know, and why they're having such a good time and, um, you know, why why guys in their 50s are running around like they're in their 20s, you know, and, and, and invite them to, to join. Um, and then – I think what happens whenever you do that is once you get a few guys um, and, and, and the, the group becomes more diverse, then it's easier to then EH that man at, at work, um, you know, that is, you know, a black man. And, and, and when he comes, he'll see others that look like him and, and he's more likely to stay. I mean, I've gotten the comment, um, you know, throughout my years at NF3 from several guys where they said, um, yeah, I kept coming back because you were there and, and, you know, you look like me. And so I didn't feel 
you know, like the odd man out or like, like a sore thumb, you know, because, you know, I saw you there and so I kept coming. But if everybody looks the same, I think it's just less likely that you're going to retain um, people that are um, people of color. So, so yeah, so in short, I, I think it's, it's stepping out of your, your comfort, comfort zone, planning, workouts, and, and um, you know, those areas where, um, you know, maybe are predominantly black. And, you know, because like you said, uh, C-SPAN, we all need this. We all, we all benefit from, um, from, from being healthy, from getting moving, uh, whether it's, you know, Black Men Run, F3, um, you know, we're all trying to be better men for our families, be useful, be around longer for, for our families. So I think that's important um, across all, um, you know, socioeconomic statuses, across all races. Um, so so if, we're, if, we're, if we're following the core principles and, you know, we're opening up to all men, then sometimes we're going to have to go to those men. Um, versus having them come to us. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to give you a loud amen on that one. And if uh, amen, if you're yeah, if you're a, if you're a you know an F3 leadership um, for your region and you're an expansion queue, I think the farm just said uh, everything you needed to hear right there. Which means don't be surprised by in the middle of your white neighborhood, you're not able to EH men of color into that one single neighborhood, you might need to put a workout in other neighborhoods besides that one. And I'll just leave that there. Swayze, I'm gonna let you, uh, I know you've been, you've been involved in leadership with um, helping get guys in, you know, off the couch, because I love that's the personality. No matter what, we just gotta get them off the couch. But uh, with Black Men Run and with uh, F3, you've been involved with getting guys out what advice do you got for the uh, Podpax listeners? Uh, how do how do we how do we get better at uh, you know getting black men out and eating them? Uh, well, I'm just going to put it out there. We you're going to need to do at least one uh, pax at about seven o'clock in the morning, not five. I just don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> and, I, and I and I love honesty. Um, That's you know, just me. Seven you know, o'clock. Yeah, I could do. I could do seven o'clock all day long. Five o'clock, unless I got a fifteen mile run that I need to get in that day. I ain't getting up at five o'clock. So, uh, and you could do it like a like a like a farm said. Hey, we want to see how many people come out at 7 o'clock. Well, let's see how many people come out at between 5 and 7. So you might get 20 people at 5. You might get 40 at 7. Um, we have <clears throat> different packs all over the city here in Charlotte. So there's always one going on. Um, to me, I just 7 o'clock is a good time for me. Um, maybe it's also a good time for others. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that five o'clock scares off a lot of men, uh, black and white, just because you gotta get you gotta be up by four thirty. 
and then you got to be out the house at five. Uh, I say do a test. Say, Let's do a 7 o'clock on a Tuesday and see if anybody comes out. Now, I know a lot of people got to be to work at 8, so I get that. But you have to just kind of be change things up a little bit. Um, we do the same thing with Black Men Run. Uh, we have a lot of runners that get up early in the morning. We'll have an 8 o'clock run on a Saturday, but most people will be finished with their run before the group run starts at 8. And that's always good because we'll take the new guys, we'll walk with them, we'll jog with them, and we have already completed our workout. Now, uh, Curly and Pipeline always put me to shame because we'll do F3 workout Saturday morning, and then they'll come and run with Black Men Run an hour later, and Curly's flying all down the street. I'm like, you're not tired? You didn't just work out just now? But... uh <laughs> But, you know, we got to change things up. Uh, Black men, we also change things up. We go in different neighborhoods here in Charlotte. We wear our shirts. We run around. We want as many people in the running community in the different neighborhoods to know that we're out here, that we're visible, that we're friendly. Um, as just as with F3, you'll never meet another. You'll never not meet a friend at Black Men Run. Everyone's very friendly. F3 has been extremely gracious with us and to us, and we're glad to be in partnership with them here in Charlotte. And we want, I mean, maybe you can start with a black man running your community, as they did here in Charlotte, and get with the leadership and say, hey, we want to be involved with F3. But I know a lot of our membership all around the country is, members with uh, S3 as well. So got to mix it up a little bit. I know we all get stuck in our routines, especially runners. We love routines. We're great at it. Um, but sometimes to do things new and different, you just have to be uncomfortable for a little bit, which yeah, and I, most uh, runners should never have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and you nailed a bunch of uh, really good topics there. The first one... Uh, having F3 gear on or having, you know, having a shirt, looking good when you uh, when you are out getting ready to launch a workout is another one that makes us, um, that does make a huge difference. And I, I love your idea. you got to try something different. Um, if, you, if what you're doing isn't uh, appealing, then you should change it up. Uh, we should all be open to those changes. And uh, that break in the routine thing is, uh, that's great advice. And I, um, I'm going to tell you we're getting on top of our time for today's podcast. But what I would, what I'd love to do is I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of space. Anything you want to add? Uh, obviously, the the pod packs appreciate I appreciate you guys and your willingness to uh, talk to us. You know, like a like I talked with F3 Love. Just keep pushing us forward. You know, we're guys trying to make a difference, and we appreciate having leaders like you. Um, you know, willing to step out and lead us that way. So, Farm, why don't I start with you? Um, what advice you got for the guys? All you know, kind of your closing comments. Anything you want to give us? I, I think it's very important for everybody because so there, there's a lot going on right now, um, and a lot of people are asking, well, what what can I do? Um, you know, it's not like 
one person, you know, can do one thing to make everything go away and be, you know, you know, there be equality for all and justice for all. And, you know, it's, it's going to take all of us. And so what, what I would encourage everybody to do is to step back, um, take, take a look at your, your, you know, I call it your sphere of influence. You know, what, what can you, what can you do differently to make a, to make, things better to make to make a change and then do that thing and if everybody because we you know we we can all do something and so if everybody does that then i think we'll you know things will be better we'll 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 make a difference but but you know with with it being so complicated it's not going to be something that happens overnight. It's not going to be solved by one person. It's going to take all of us. Um, getting to know um, somebody who who doesn't uh, look like you, or you know, doesn't worship the same way as you, or um, you know, doesn't live in the same neighborhood, not, not the same socioeconomic status, and, and you know, learn what makes them tick, where, where they're coming from. And ultimately, I think if you break it down to the basics, you'll you'll find that we're not much different from each other. You know, we we all have you know we have families. We have you know we we all want the best for ourselves and our, our families. Um, we want to be around for our families as long as we can. You know, um, and 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 that's part of realizing that like I said we're not we're not all that that different and then that will start to change mindsets and and then you know taking action in those spheres of influence to to make to make a change was solid advice brother and I'll give you another loud amen appreciate you and uh, appreciate your leadership and Swayze, now that I know that you're significantly older than me by at least a year or two, I'm going to let you That's do right. your closing thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least a year or two. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you do closing thoughts as our elder statesman. Uh, thank you, C-SPAN. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything to be friendly. Uh, I try and be the most friendliest person you could ever find anywhere. I think Farm will let you know that I'll talk to anybody and uh, that's the first step, right? Just be open. Just be friendly, you know, with, whether you're at a PAX working out or you're at the supermarket or you're at the, at the gas station pumping gas or, you know, we, we're all common. You know, I see people everywhere. I go, oh, that's a nice pair of shoes. Where'd you get those from? Or, you know, just make small talk, and it just makes everybody that much better. Um, you know, it's 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 just it's just that simple to me. Just be friendly. Just be open. Be smart. You know, I mean, give somebody a compliment. Nice haircut. Where'd you get that from? You know, just start a conversation with somebody that you normally wouldn't talk to, and you'll be surprised at what you find out. You know, um, 
I'm always torn when I hear these uh, events about police and the murders and because I have policemen in my family. I have detectives in my family. Uh, I have people who fought in, in the military in Vietnam in my family. So all these, you know, I have the same, they have the same fears that I have, and, they, and we shouldn't have those fears. We, we're all in the same country. We, we love one another. We do the right thing. It's, it's simple as that. Just go out there and be friendly. Everybody's not a threat. Me running down the street, how I'm sweating in the heat in Charlotte shouldn't be a threat to anyone. And if I could catch up to the farm, then I might be a threat to him at a race or something. But <laughs> he's getting fast every day. But yeah, I like got fast. Yeah, that, that should be a threat, you know. But if I see you on the street and I say good morning, just say good morning. Yeah. What you doing? Are you over here stretching or you see somebody doing Merkins? You doing Merkins? How you doing doing Merkins? Oh, you have F3? And you just strike up a conversation. I mean, it, it shouldn't take an a, a edict for that and just to be friendly and show love. I mean, no one should be hurt working out in the street. No one should be killed working out in the street. Um, I run all over the city and I run on different trails, and I see some of the same runners all the time. And for me, to be friendly is to say, let's say you have a medical event and we're on the trail together. I want to be able to help you. Hey, I see this person run this route twice a week. I know they're going to be here. They know I'm going to be here going in the opposite direction. What does it hurt to be friendly and, and say, hey, you need any assistance? You need any help? Are you okay? I don't know. I'm tying my shoelace. I twist my ankle. Okay, you want me to call anybody for you? No, I'm good. All right. Just let's take care of one another. Let's be smart. It's my words. I mean, yeah, and those are, gr- those are great words. I, um, both of you, I just really appreciate, uh, on behalf of F3 Nation, I appreciate you guys being uh, willing to talk, you know, like I said in the beginning, it's a complex, very, very complex topic, but it's actually a very simple topic. Swayze brought it up. If we just be kind to each other and um, we can make we can make our communities better. Appreciate both of you men uh, being on the podcast today. For the rest of you, uh, continue to get after it. Sign up for that 10-year, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you, Sam.